Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want to plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Retire Right with Larry Heller of Heller Wealth Management. Today, Larry has two guests on the show. That's exciting. This is going to be fun. And that is Mike Drack and Susan Williams. Mike Drack is a 40-year veteran in the financial services sector. Mike found himself thrown into retirement unexpectedly and personally suffered what he calls retirement shock. While working through his major life change, he authored his first book, Victory Lap Retirement, to help people recognize the value of their time in retirement. Retirement Heaven and Hell is a follow-up to this book and helps people to understand the opportunities of retirement and design their best life. Susan Williams is the founder of Booming Encore, a digital media hub designed to provide baby boomers with information and inspiration to help them live their best encore. Susan launched Booming Encore eight years ago, and today it is recognized as one of the top websites in the world for baby boomers, as well as being a global authority and social media influencer for aging and retirement. Susan and Mike professionally connected over six years ago and have been collaborating on projects together ever since. Larry, good morning. How are you? I'm doing terrific, Eric. How are you? I am fantastic. These two sound like fantastic guests. And I know that I, obviously I introduced the fact that he's got a follow-up book and he sent you that book. And that's what we're going to discuss today, right? Yes. So the, the name of the book is Retirement Heaven or Hell. Welcome, Mike and Susan. Thank you for joining us. So let's just jump right into it. Mike, can you explain to the audience what, did, what do you mean by retirement heaven or hell? Well, it's it's just the book was written but, uh, based on my personal experiences. And when I was suddenly retired, I was terminated by my banking employer. I thought it would be easy until the first Monday. And, you know, I woke up in the morning and there were no emails. There were no phone calls. My wife had gone to work and all my um, work friends were still working. And I was all by myself. It only took a day or two before I started experiencing retirement shock. Because I had no idea what to do or what people did in retirement. Uh, sure, I understood numbers and things like that, saving money, but I had no idea what to do. And it, I had a rough time. So what did you do? I guess that's what you started to call retirement hell. And so what, what, what did you do? Well, I was lucky because one day my son took me to hear a speaker, uh, Seth Godin, I went to this presentation as Seth did, and he gave everyone a copy of a book. The book was called What to Do When It's Your Turn. And that was like my aha moment. It kind of, you know, woke me up and I said, well, geez, you know what? It's finally my turn because I have my freedom back. And what am I going to do with that turn? And that's where it started my thought process. And I said, geez, there's so many possibilities in retirement that I haven't even thought about. Maybe I should find a good thing for me that, you know, that would keep me occupied, that would give me a good reason to get out in the board in the morning. To me, I need to help people. I need to find a way of helping people through uh, whatever challenges they're facing. And I thought, well, writing a retirement book based on my experiences and, and what I figured out for myself would be a good start. I'm very thankful to Seth. So when I when I started to read your book, and the first thing, one of the things you mentioned is that you were kind of 
really forced out after a very long career there. Uh, it brought me back memories to my first week on my in the job. I worked at a public accounting firm, and there was a at that point an older gentleman. I was in my early twenties. And he was crying, and I said to my supervisor, "Why is he crying?" And supervisor told me they just let him let him go. From that day on, I knew I never wanted to work for somebody. I always wanted to work for someone else. So when you kind of did that, it brought back some some memories there. But let's fa- fast forward. And the, the book, these, this book, is not really about the financial success and what you need to retirement. It's more about kind of a lifestyle. So I guess your your first book was Victory Lap was more about financial success and and this one more about the the lifestyle. So why don't you expand on that for us a little bit? Well, the lifestyle you know piece was so important because really you have to have a good handle on what you want to do in retirement, what will make you happy, what will you know be meaningful and give you that good reason to get out of bed in the morning and it takes it takes a while to figure these things out because everyone has different values they have different needs that need to be satisfied in retirement it, personally my myself is I, I have a need to have challenge i need to have something that's exciting and fulfilling that i can work towards i need to have goals in retirement so many people never thought they would need goals in retirement and so I learned all these things about myself over time. And then I was able to start putting the pieces together so I would have an awesome retirement. But it took time. It took a lot of thinking. And that's why the book is so long. I, I love the approach. And now I have a lifestyle that, that's very exciting. It's never boring. I get to help a lot of people. So life is pretty good, right? That, that, that's great. And how long did it take you to get there, Mike? took me a couple of years because I had no guidance. I had no one, you know, saying you should do this or you should think about that. When I was forced in retirement, I went out and got my hand on every retirement book I could. And all they talked about was the money aspect. And I wasn't looking for that. I needed help with what exactly do you do? Like what, what will make it fulfilling? And it took me a while to figure that out. But I wish I had a guide and thank, you know, thankfully now they have our book that, you know, new retirees can look at and say, hey, yeah, this is a great approach. These are things I need to consider. Absolutely. So I didn't read the first book, Victory Lap, but I did write a book called Retire Right. And one of the things that I do in there, instead of Victory Lap, I call it like the second, your second act. Probably the first question that I ask a potential client is paint me a picture of your life what it's going to be like five years, 10 years down the road. And usually I get different answers sometimes from husbands and wives. So I guess that that's my version of your entire book. And you mentioned your book, you know, close your eyes and imagine what a great retirement looks like. Visualizing, I'm, I'm big in visualization and really trying to plan for that. Hopefully the book will help, help people plan for it before they get to retirement hell like you did for a couple, a couple of years. I, lo- I love the nine principles for an exceptional retirement. You, you want to expand on, on those and, and really, you know, we can dive into a couple of them. Okay, I just want to address something you just brought up, which is very, very important. When I talk to people that are getting ready for retirement or not even getting ready, they just assume they can automatically fall into a great retirement. I ask the same question. Describe what a, 
a perfect retirement day uh, looks like to you in a month, in a year. And no one, I get that deer in the headlight uh, kind of look and because no one thinks it through. And then, you know, basically I get answers like, oh, you know, we're going to spend more time with the grandkids and things like that. Well, guess what? That's not going to fill up your life in retirement. You need so much more. Yeah, you get the you get the grandkids, you get the golf. Those are the those oh, are yeah. the two golf, those fishing, are the two traveling, fishing. You get more, yeah, more tra- more traveling. But you yeah. know, trying to figure out, I guess, there's so much more time. I mean, one of the things on the financial side we talk about is you're going to have all this more time and and probably spend more money in the early part of your retirement. But really right. trying to figure out how to fill up. Eight sometimes people who work ten hours a day can be very challenging. Right now, I work with my wife. She's an investment advisor in Toronto. And I work with her clients to do the the retirement lifestyle design process. So what I do is I have them read the books to give them a lot of ideas and open their mind to possibilities. And then we actually draw out that retirement vision they have based on their uh, only uh, unique uh, values and needs. And then I have them cost it out. And this is where they struggle. Because I say, okay, you want to go on a trip a year? What's that going to cost you? You want to join a gym? What's that going to cost you? You want to go out a couple times a week to a show or whatnot? Cost it out. And then we actually have them come up with like a ticket, say, I need, for an example, 60000 after tax to get by. And we take that piece of paper, I hand it to my wife, and I say, do they have the money? Do they have sufficient retirement assets and cash flow to cover it? And that takes all the guesswork out of retirement because for the first time, you actually know what you want to do and you know if you can afford it. And if you can't afford it, that's where we kind of look at it and we say, okay, can we cut back on some expenses, right? Because we know, like you said, it's going to be more expensive in the early years of retirement. And we also look at, okay, can we bring in some active income? Can we maybe work part-time? But the key is, you know, working at something that you love to do. And, and these are the things we really look at and, and dig deep in. And uh, it really helps a lot of people. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, we do all that you know, and we incorporate that on our, fin- our interactive financial planning software to really come up with something and, and try to get people five or 10 years away starting to do that. Sometimes it's really a little bit more difficult to pinpoint exact expenses, but you can come up with some ballpark numbers and try to figure sure. that out. And, and even where they're going to live, because a, a lot of times people are not even sure what they're going to do or or a second home or, or kind of going through that. So trying to, trying to get that. The, one of the things uh, on the on the book that kind of a lot of people don't realize is one, the benefits of working, but also how much their life was geared to towards their their work. Now we have a lot of business right. owners, but I, I do have some corporate executives. I have a friend who's actually recent retirement after being at the same company for 35 years. I think it's going to be a challenge challenge for him and they don't realize the benefits of either working or or even working part-time and you mentioned doing something that you that you love. I I love to always quote if you if you love what you do you never work a day in your life, but now that you're you're kind of in the the second part of your of your life or the second act we we call it trying to find something that's it's rewarding, but what why don't we talk a little bit about some of the benefits that you see in doing that? 
I can just add something here, Larry. Um, sure. One of the things that we're just also trying to promote is people's thought process shifting from what are you retiring from to what are you retiring to? So that way, you know, you've got some idea of what you plan on doing once you get there. And so one of the things we're really trying to strongly promote within the book and within the principles is is starting to think about this earlier before you actually arrive, because there has been some research that it can take up to one to two years for people to try and figure this process out. So it, that's a lot of time to potentially lose. And especially as you get older, you know, you don't want to lose that time. So if you actually invest that time before you reach that horizon, it can make your retirement that much more enjoyable once you get there without having to do this sort of heavy lifting once 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 you arrive. Well said, Sinzu. And to that point, she keeps one of the me things, honest. <laughs> <laughs> but just jumping ahead a little bit, one of the things, another one of the things you you put in the in the book is really kind of putting down the the challengings, uh, uh, challenge adventures, and writing in the journal and creating a, a weekly schedule. I love a lot of those those suggestions that you know, so when you have type of a little bit more things to kind of look forward to or put it down there I think you kind of you 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 make that happen. So you know some of those challenges that you mentioned in the book are are, are real interesting. Yeah, we, you know, we put a lot of thought into it and that's why it took so long to uh, write the book in the first place. Because we wanted to cover off all the uh, bases and and to make sure that uh, it, it would give good guidance for people that are transitioning into retirement. That's why we love the nine retirement principles uh, so much, because really they're principles for how you should live your uh, life in retirement. We want people to live a long time, and some of the principles cover that off. We want uh, people to, you know, to be healthy and have uh, strong relationships with their families and their friends, which are so important to longevity. And we want people to find good purpose, like Susan was talking about. It's so important. And a lot of people find purpose through some form of work, either paid or unpaid. It could be volunteer work, but they need something to do. And your point about these executives that are going to retire. Those are the ones that really have a good shot of ending up in retirement um, hell because, you know, working was their purpose. That's how they, they achieve status and challenge and, uh, you know, success and things like that. And how are you going to replace that when you retire? Because those needs aren't going to go away. They're going to still be there and you need a way of uh, finding a way to satisfy them. When we thought about all this, we thought, you know, it's it's so important to bring this all together. And we do that through the book and through uh, Susan's uh, website, which which f focuses on this to a great deal. So maybe you should talk a little bit about that, Susan. Oh, thanks, Mike. Well, I mean, the, the book actually is also very much influencing what we're doing on the website. So really, we're focusing on the the emotional, um, the financial, the health, all of these different aspects that are outlined within the nine principles within the book, and even spirituality, as, as Mike goes into in the book. It's just having that sense of purpose, knowing what's important to you, and then living your life related to that. And just to go back to your other point, Larry, like, unfortunately, so many people think that they will be the decider of when they actually re retire. But in actual fact, it's often a surprise. And so that's why we're very strong proponents of start thinking about this sooner rather than later. And that's why we often are trying to provide these resources to get people's thoughts going so that they can actually do that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And one of the comments in the book I found interesting is this, there was a quote there, spending money on experiences rather than things can provide a person with more happiness. Think of it this way, Larry. Think of it this way. What would you rather do, buy a, a new sofa for the living room or go on a trip to, say, Africa and go on safari? And what will you remember more, the couch or the trip? And I'm telling you, it's the trip every time. It's those experiences, right? So I couldn't agree with you more. I, this is why I related to a lot of different things in the book. So my, I, have th I have three boys that are in their 20s. And now my thoughts were um, last year, instead of buying them things, I wanted to buy them an experience. And I actually had Smart. thought ones out for last March and I got them them. And of course the pandemic came and wiped those out. <laughs> sure. But I, I do, I am totally in agreement on the experience side there. So, uh, so I thought that was very well said. Just on that point, Larry, the pandemic, and, and Mike speaks about this quite extensively in, in some of the seminars he does, has actually in some ways a, a trial run for retirement. So, I mean, a lot of people were, you know, left at home, left isolated, didn't know what to do with themselves beyond work, those sort of things. So they were often indicators of what's your retirement, baby? Like, there's a number of different posts that we've also got on the website around the pandemic and what are you learning through it? You know, to treat it as a learning opportunity as it relates to your retirement. And some people haven't necessarily thought of that, but as they awaken to it, they go, and go, yeah, it wasn't much fun. I didn't really like it. I didn't stay in touch with people. You know, I didn't have anything to do. Those are some of the things that some people can't experience in retirement if they're not ready. The one interesting thing is that even before the pandemic that we saw a little bit of a trend towards is this, the non-traditional retirement and being able to either work remotely or work part-time. And I think that obviously with the pandemic is going to e even accelerate those, those type things. I think you're going to see more and more people with these so-called non-traditional retirement where they are figuring out how to do something and work even even more. No, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think traditional full-stop retirement is, is a thing of the past, especially for our, our children. In Gen X, they have to wake up to that because if you think about it, how can you save up for 30 years of retirement based on, say, 30 years of work? The numbers don't work at all, and they don't make sense, and that's causing a lot of stress for people who are trying to make it happen. So you have to wake up to the possibility of maybe finding or creating part-time work for yourself in retirement. And as we say in the book, working is a healthy thing, provided it's work that you like to do. Absolutely. So there's mental health, there is physical health. And speaking of physical yeah. health, I saw that you didn't, you didn't actually like the rowing machine, but if you haven't tried a Peloton, Mike, I would strongly recommend it. I have the app now and I'm using it and it's hard, <laughs> yeah, but it's very good. Yeah, the app's great, but if you, if you can get on a bike and try to bike, that's what I did in this uh, pandemic. There's a lot of, you can do it by 60-year-olds. So there's a lot of 60-year-olds on the bike, so it's uh, oh, yeah. it, it's great. But but getting off base a, li a little bit. So where did you get all your quotes? I love, I love all your quotes. Here's my favorite quote in the book. Life should not be a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safe, safely in a pretty and well-preserved body, but rather to sk skid in broadside in a cloud of smoke, thoroughly used up, totally worn out, and loudly proclaiming, wow, what a ride uh, by Hunter That's Thompson. That's exactly what so, I want to do. Skid it, it, in right. at the end and be totally it, it, worn out. 
Yeah, uh, I, I, could, I couldn't have, I couldn't agree more with that quote. So where did you find, well, I know that, and there's, if you, audience, and you read this book, there are tons of quotes like that, which are great to read. Well, you know, I ended up reading so many books on retirement and so many books on lifestyle and in longevity, you know, I read a lot there too. And whenever I would see a quote that, that was meaningful, I would jot it down uh, while I was working on the book and use those quotes as themes and also using the cartoons in the book as themes, as, as ways of, of getting the idea across of how people should think about this thing. Because so many people think, you know, retirement is a time, it's a finish line. It's a time to stop and take it easy and not take risk and stay in your comfort zone. And I'm saying, no, I can't live like that. I got to keep going. I got to keep experiencing new things. You know, I want to go to different countries and travel. As a matter of fact, I'm going to attempt Ironman in 2022 at Cozumel, Mexico. People have convinced me to do these things and try these things because I see all these people doing these things that you're not supposed to do in retirement. And they're in wonderful shape. They're happy. And they're the people we refer to as retirement rebels because they're way outside their comfort zone and they're loving it. And I look at them and I go, wow, I want to be just like that in retirement. I want to be a retirement rebel. Yeah, I was just I was just going to bring up the word retirement rebel. So, uh, where did you come up with that? And what do you what do you really call a retirement rebel? Well, it first came to me at the swimming pool. I swam at the community pool, and this lady. I'm in the slowest lane. I'm just trying to learn how to swim properly. This lady celebrated her 80th birthday by swimming 2,000 meters nonstop. And I was swimming behind her and I had trouble keeping up with her. And there's a huge difference in age here. And I said, wow, when I turn 80, I just want to be like her. And then I looked at what other people were doing. I see people in, in, in the gym and they're older and they're in such great shape and they have such great attitudes. And then I started noticing people going back to school, uh, finishing degrees they never finished when they were younger or starting new businesses, providing a product or a service to people. And I go, wow, you know, those are the rebels. They're not taking this traditional approach to retirement and, play, and taking it easy. They're out doing things, creating things, realizing their potential in retirement. And I said, that's who I want to be like. That's, uh, you know, those are the people I want to follow. Hmm. You know, there's so much good stuff in the, in the book. And one of the things, one of the diagrams that, that I actually liked, and I may not pronounce this right, you may help me with this, uh, is the Ikai J diagram. And what that talks about. Ikigai. Ikigai. Okay. Yeah, you were close. I was close. I don't think I was that close, but. So what do you, tell us what that, what that actually is. I, I just love that diagram. It's, it's so simple. And really, I used it to figure out and create the business that I'm, not, I'm now doing. So it's Ikigai, basically, I, I view it, and Susan, you might, you might have a different view of it, is my reason to get out of bed in the morning. And the, the reason I have is to help people through my business, through my retirement coaching, through my writing, through my blog writing, teaching about retirement, about the different approaches. And it also gave me a way of 
playing to my strengths. And my strengths are my experiences, what I went through through retirement, Alan, things like that. It taught, it showed me that I could help people by doing that. And it also suggested I could make money doing it the same way. So I created wonderful work for myself, work that I love to do, and I can earn a little bit of money at it to finance all the experiences I want to have for myself and my family in the years ahead. It really fit nicely together and it, it packaged everything together for me. And that's why I encourage everyone to take a look at the diagram and start thinking what's possible for you and make sure, you know, the pieces fit together and it, it, uh, it, it comes up with a nice idea for you to explore. But it takes a little bit of time, but you'd be surprised the ideas that flow out of that simple diagram, right? And it changed my life. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much more in the book here with the, the few minutes we have left. Is there anything else, Mike and Susan, that you think uh, our audience would like to know about the book? I, well, I think first and foremost, like, it is an easy read. And I think we, where we actually designed it to be that way. So this isn't a really hard read or, or it's, it's highly complicated. And, and Mike did an excellent job with, as you mentioned, Larry, with the quotes and the cartoons and, and things to kind of lighten up the topic. But it is a serious topic. And it's one that I think we really want people to pay attention to, to focus on. Um, you know, Ikigai is really the reason for being. It's it's what is your purpose? Why are you here? And that's what this book is about, specifically as it relates to retirement and, you know, that, that older stage of our life. It's such a great opportunity. And it's one that we're hoping that people will, you know, really embrace and, and figure out what they really want to do with this extra time that we've been given and how they're actually going to make their lives worthwhile, make sure that they stay engaged, make sure they stay healthy and live the retirement that they really want to live. All I can say is I'm very grateful and thankful for meeting Susan because I love the website. I love the work we're doing and we're providing all this free information to near retirees and, and new retirees. And we're saying here, consider this, learn from this information. We're bringing it in from the top, top experts out there in the world. And here's what we think, and here are things to consider. And uh, I just love doing it, and it really makes me feel good. And I, I, I know we both feel the same way. So, yeah, our life is pretty good right now. Yeah, and I guess if you're a few years away from retirement or just retirement or even in retirement, uh, to prevent you from going through, I guess, what Mike went through in, in going to retirement help, this book could really, really open your eyes and, and help you to, to, to really enjoy your retirement. Thank you, Mike and Susan, for joining us today. And I guess you can purchase this the, the book, Retirement Heaven or Hell, at Amazon. Is there any other place where they can go to purchase the book, guys? Or, or just your local bookstore, Barnes & Noble in the U.S. And, uh, of course, Indigo, once they open the stores again in Canada. Great. And I highly recommend to everyone to get your hands on a copy of the book. So thank you again, Mike and Susan, for joining us today. Thanks for having us, thank Larry. Thank you, Larry. This was this was a fantastic podcast, and just listening to the passion that you both have uh, for what you do, uh, Mike and Susan, it matches exactly what Larry has been doing on this podcast for a very long time. And uh, something that Larry said quite a quite a while ago, probably about a year ago, that I remember from a podcast is um, that that people are so busy 
that they, they don't take time to actually look up from their business, look up from their life to, to take a look around at what's possible before they retire. And all of a sudden, retirement kind of hits them in the face. Uh, so th- this is a, a great resource. And I know that Larry has been working with a lot of people pre-retirement, trying to help them transition into a retirement that won't be hell. So I think this was a great match for today. I want to personally thank you. You gave me a lot to think about. I love the quote uh, by Hunter Thompson. Amazing. And Larry, you did much better at uh, the Ikigai diagram <laughs> pronunciation <laughs> than I would have. Because I think I like my version <laughs> better. Yeah. 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 No, it sounded really good. It was really yeah. good. And I'm looking at the word going, yeah, Larry actually t- took a really good stab at that because I, I had no clue. So uh, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Larry, you picked the best guest, man. Seriously, this, is, this was a great podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. This is fun. Yeah, absolutely. And our last thank you, of course, goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And doggone it, this is one you want to share. Uh, this is going to give you a lot to discuss time and time again. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.